when we start, could you give us like a little history lesson about the creepypasta wikia and bullshit that it's been through? Oh, good lord, can I ever. Uh, <laughs> from from being bored on the X forums and tired of saying, uh, what pasta was this? All the way up to somebody shanking a chick. Yeah. Let's just start with the history of everything. Okay, so th- this is a Bill Wirtz video, right? Meanwhile, Egypt We're the Tamil Kings Merchants probably (laughs) And they've got spices (laughs) Alright, welcome to Undercooked Analysis The show that is an in-depth history of everything Related to Creepypasta I am your host, David King With me, of course, is my co-host, Ed Pallet. Uh, the dumb angel story is canceled. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, and that's also <laughs> Alan is canceled. We're also not bringing him around anymore. That's why he's not here. He's not canceled. He's he's just uh, on suspension for um saving orange juice, <laughs> lying about saving orange juice. It was all a ruse. It was all an elaborate ruse. Thanks, Alan. We got our hopes up. We've had so many mimosas on your behalf. You know, he could also just be uh, still nursing the hangover from our week in California. I think Chelsea is is like now an alcoholic because she's just pounding mimosas like crazy. <laughs> first, first ever alcoholic that gets drunk on mimosas. She's um, I, I mean, chemically she's... dependent on mimosas. <laughs> She's really uh, grateful to God King Allen for restoring orange juice. So, I mean, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And, uh, oh, but there is a third, there has been a third voice in here, hasn't there? Maybe. I... Oh, shit. Cleric of Madness, maybe. what are you doing here? You know, I do what I want, <laughs> as evidenced by my uh, user page on the Creepypasta Wiki. Oh, that's, well, that's fair. <laughs> Everybody, uh, this is, uh, well, I mean, I suppose the best way to introduce you is by your username. That's what you're known uh, as. It is. Uh, note across the internet is, that asshole that brought you creepypasta, most likely. I can't confirm or deny that, but I am Cleric of Madness, and I did create the Creepypasta Wiki uh, seven years ago. Wow, and uh, thank you for that. Uh, also, yeah. fuck you for that. <laughs> you're welcome, and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Alan's going to be mad uh, he's not here to bounce off that uh, MST3K deep cut reference. Um, <laughs> so do, do you want to, like, run down some <laughs> just whatever? When I say the history of the Creepypasta Wiki, what comes to your mind? Well, it all started... August 8th, uh, 2010, uh, X had a real problem back then of, yeah, there was a bunch of creepypasta floating around. Creepypasta.com was dead at the time. They had put up a notice that, hey, we're shutting down. We can't keep the service up. And there was a forum. It's like, hey, we should put together all these stories in one place. And so I guess I beat everyone to the punch (laughs) of making a wikia. I was going to make a wiki dot, but I couldn't figure that nonsense out. And so with absolutely no knowledge of what the hell I was doing, not a drop of uh, wiki BBS code to my brain, I scrolled around through a couple other wikias and saw how they did it and uh, cobbled together what sprawls before you with like 
10,000 plus articles. That's insane. Yeah, uh, according to uh, this, 10,508 pages as of this recording. Ah, there were like 15,000 uh, a couple of years ago, but then we purged a lot. That was a successful purge night. Because you had to go out oh. and uh, you had to go, you know, you, there's one night where you can just go and commit ultra crimes. And then, <laughs> and then everything's cool it, after that. It was It's like Devil's Night in Detroit. <laughs> there are some old, <laughs> decrepit buildings around here, and it's good that we burned them down. <laughs> uh, the so, fires so, burned for so how, long. How do you cut the down that fires. many stories? That, that, that in, includes a lot of reading to figure out whether stories should be deleted. Oh, yes. Um, it was mostly, I I want to say, uh, admin law skeletons who went through and just uh, took a truncheon and just kneecapped thousands of stories uh, over the course of a couple of days. Uh, I would like to credit uh, Imperial Invective uh, for really being the gatekeeper of a lot of garbage that flows on the front page because <laughs> – I work pretty much every day, uh, 8 a.m. until whenever, and so I don't get to see a lot of this stuff, and God bless that man. <laughs> I'm so sorry for his lots. You know... So, so, so on on topic more, we're going to be reading a Pocapasta. No. Um, why the fuck is Pocapasta a category, even? Why is it even... Why? <laughs> well, Lavender Town was the first one, I think. And then it just really ballooned from there. It follows off of the, uh, I got a CD or a cartridge that is haunted. And people started really to enjoy those kinds of stories. And so everyone and their mom made one. And it got to a point where we're like, hey, enough is enough. We have 6,000 of these Please stop. I, I feel like what you've done here is kind of like a double-edged sword because in one hand, you've ghettoized the stories, which is a good thing. You've kind of segregated them from <laughs> the rest of the stories, but you've also kind of like simultaneously enshrined them as a, as a food group of creepypasta. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that, is a, that is a weird thing that the term pasta is even a thing. I know, and swear I don't know why they're so popular. Uh, because people like uh, Pokemon, and people like scary things, and people like putting them together? How many of these can you read where you open up your game and there's six unknown that say, you're next? How <laughs> many? <laughs> How many of these can there be? Thousands. Hey, every, you get, you know, every, there's at least 150 or more to see. To be a Pokepasta master is my destiny. Um, I, di I didn't follow the joke you were telling for a second, and I'm like, David, there, there's got to be more than 150. The, the page is lying to you if it says that. <laughs> not anymore, there's not. <laughs> there um, are more Pokepastas than there are Pokemon now. Oh, yes, that, that's, the, that, that's the great craziest thing. And the problem is, not uh, there's an unequal representation of Pokemon. I think there should be one Pokepasta for every Pokemon, at least. <laughs> have a Pokedex of Pokepastas. I want to see someone's really scary attempt at a, at a haunted uh, Feebas story. Oh. There you go. 
or gotta uh, read them all. Why? <laughs> oh, and now they've got uh, and now they've got the uh, alternate evolution evolutions for different uh, Pokemon because of uh, uh, what I can't sixth generation Sun and Moon. I don't know. I, I'm so seventh behind. Gen? I don't seventh know. gen. No sixth. Yeah, seventh gen. God. Um, actually, since we're here, uh, and we're already on the subject, uh, cleric, what's your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, hmm. Uh, first one that comes to mind is uh, Mary because it's fluffy. Mm-hmm. Well, androids mm-hmm. do dream of them. Electric sheep can confirm. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about fucking undulates before this happened. <laughs> our, our first discussion was, are we going to fuck this goat? Are we ready to fuck this goat, man? <laughs> I don't really want to fuck the goat, man. Okay, so here's the thing. Do you find sheeps more attractive shaved or not shaved? Ew. No, they got to have all their fur. Duh. <laughs> no, I'm into... No, you got to trim them a little bit. You got to know what you're doing. You got to be able to navigate. Well, I mean, if you can't use them as a pillow afterwards, what's the point? <laughs> it's not about it's not about the act itself. It's about the afterglow. Right? Yeah. It's about the afterglow with your sheep. Hence, Mary, the electric afterglow sheep. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, I need I need an artist's re- rendition of Cleric of Madness just laying his head on a, on a Mary Eep with God bliss, bliss on his the face. Internet. Beth? 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 <laughs> um, sorry. That's you can make it adorable and not creepy. It can just it, it just it just needs to be a, a face of bliss. Yeah, just bliss. Like, aw, sheep, Mareep. sheep, Mareep. Um, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, have we, uh, but yeah, Pokepasta, and then, uh, so it's been a pretty wild adventure then, running this, or sort of running this thing and watching it grow then, I imagine. Has it ever? (laughs) I mean, um, some really crazy stuff has happened on this site. Like, one of my admins, uh, decided he was going to take down Encyclopedia Dramatica, and that ended about as well as, you know... (laughs) You mm, you try to mess with Ed and Ed will come back at you with the power of a thousand suns. Yeah, but on, he has his own Ed page. It's Bill nine nine two nine, and it's a weird read. <laughs> the I, most hilarious thing, though, I've been reading Ed for well over a decade, and so when they came, stormed into chat. I knew exactly how to handle them. Be as boring as possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, hey, everybody, just calm down. Uncle Cleric's got this. And I just talked to him and was like, hey, your site's great. What the hell happened and how can I fix it? And the onslaught lasted for like a day after that. <laughs> <laughs> because I realized it was just this one crazy person, which seems to be a theme with this place. Uh, I, I figured that's the case. But, you know, he seems like you handled it well. After all, a shepherd must tend to his flock. Indeed. Indeed. I don't know. There's it seem, there's just, like, not a whole lot of enthusiasm for things like Encyclopedia Dramatica now. And so 
I, I guess you really have to give them some sort of ammo for them to want to do anything. Oh, yeah, this was years ago. 2012, 2011, 2013? I forget. Even at that time, Encyclopedia Dramatica was kind of a non-issue. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Especially after B went straight to the toilet. Not that it was ever good. No. <laughs> and yeah, rules one and two bite me. <laughs> so what, um, beyond that, what do you say was, was that one of the most bizarre experiences you've had on the, doing this? Or is, are there even stranger, uh, weirder, oh. crazier situations that have come up? I mean, you can't mention running the creepypasta wiki without mentioning that Slenderman incident. And oh, yeah. That happened on my birthday. So, mm. Oh, no. Lovely. Yeah. So not only was I dealing with that while on the road trying to do something for my birthday, but I then had to stop what I was doing, pull over, get somewhere, and fend off reporters who were emailing me on Moss. New York Times, MSNBC, you name it, I had to turn them all away because that's not the five minutes of fame I wanted. And uh, when I went to uh, Wikia's Community Connect in 2015, I actually met Craig, the CEO of Wikia, and he thanked me for how we all handled this. Mm. And I, I just believe that our swift action and our statements of, you know, these are fiction stories, guys, we understand the, the, the boundary between reality and fiction, and we do not condone anything that happened. This was an opportunity for the media to say, hey, in the same way we say that movies and video games inspire violence, here's a, a kid who was like, uh, I'm going to go stab my friend because I read it on the internet. And they could really vilify creepypasta right. as, you know, this inspired someone to kill someone almost. But instead – for whatever reason, the mass media looked at it and was like, no, these kids are just crazy. And it there's could also, have gone so there, much worse. There's also this weird degree of like, when you see news reports about it, they're trying to explain what happened. And they're like, it comes from a site called creepypasta.com <laughs> and they're like <laughs> and, and so they're they're so at a loss uh, to, to describe the story that I think they couldn't really sensationalize it in the way that they might want to yeah it's very much the cowboy bebop at his computer syndrome <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I actually thought like the whole uh, everybody I saw who had to deal with it handled it well. Um, I know um, I was just starting Midnight Marinera when that happened, so as I was kind of getting off the ground, this this occurred, and I was like, oh, oh, well, um, you know, I should probably also kind of interject a little bit and just be like, hey, um, this is not this is not a normal occurrence and this is yeah. clearly just a media circus, but also like these kids didn't understand. These kids clearly don't have a uh, grasp. Uh, the fact that these are just stories. You can't take them yeah. seriously. How could you take them seriously? I mean, especially considering what some of the stuff, and by the way, I got to say your, your work, 
your 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 dedication to this has brought uh, Dead Palette and I and everybody else on this show endless hours of entertainment slash suffering. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Nefarious. Um, so. Pokemon Pinwheel Village. So this story was Pokemon Pinwheel Village was pitched to us by as it was a patron's is a patron's poison and I know this is going to come out not on a Friday but hey things got thrown off because of our California trip and uh, we wanted to make sure we caught up so uh, Mitchell Shore sends us this story this one I found pretty good the first time I read it though that was years ago I can promise that it doesn't pull any of the cheap gore and uh, provides the link uh, Mitchell also shared another story with us. But we will get to that another time. And also, I wanted to make sure we read a story that was actually on Creepypasta Wiki, since we have you here, Cleric. <laughs> uh, so, um, Patrons Poison Pokemon Pinwheel Village Pasta. The P-P-P-V-P. See you. There you go. There we go. There we go. So, <laughs> so Mitchell, thanks for uh, sending us this our way. Uh, we will, I guess we'll just dive right into it and see if it is what, like, okay, that, you know, this one I found pretty good, but then again, we all found some Pokepasta good when we first read them, right? Before it got inundated. I, I have never in, enjoyed them in the same way I enjoy the stories I like the most. Uh, Pokepastas have always been like, bah, to me. <laughs> What about the stories we got for the challenge, though? Oh no, those are great. <laughs> I'm saying I had n I at the beginning there there wasn't like oh I like this story and then I went back and realized I I didn't actually like it on a Pokemon story. Right. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Um, yeah. There. Are... Uh, unlike unlike Dead Bart, where I see a billion flaws with it now, and I still <laughs> like Dead Bart even oh. though, despite them. So, fun fact, uh, on my Twitter, I got a message from one of the people who worked on The Simpsons. It was like, this is blatant falsehood. You need to take this down. What is this talking about? And I had to explain to him what it was. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Matt Groening was real upset about that. <laughs> I, told, no, I told you not to talk about it, Cleric. Why would you do this? Clearly, it's your fault. Anyway. Uh, Isn't everything? Yes. I mean, this show is also partly your fault. Yes. Uh, Claire, do you want to start us off? Oh, sure. Pokemon Pinwheel Village. It was January 4th, 2012, when my friend let me have his copy of Pokemon Black. My friend had a tendency of selling his consoles, but keeping the games. By evidently still owning Super Street Fighter 4, though he hadn't had an Xbox 360 since a year ago. The same applied for Black. He recently sold his DSi to GameStop to make some money for the longboard he wanted. Of course, when I asked him if he was willing to give it to me for free, he hesitated, but agreed as long as I would find a way to transfer out his Pokemon. Alrighty hmm. then. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna keep shotgunning this. I think that's a good way to do it. Uh, okay. But um, uh, who's next? <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. All right. I had a friend who would help me trade out the Pokemon, He, but he was in Oregon for the holidays, so we had to leave all his stuff at home. Over the next few days, 
I had the game in my dresser drawer waiting for my friend to get back from his vacation. Until then, I thought to myself, I guess I can start a new game just as long as I don't save. My starter, of course, had to be Oshawott, and I nicknamed him Chip. In every Pokemon game I've played since Crystal, I've come up with two rules. Rule 1, the first six Pokemon I catch would stay with me until I beat the Elite Four. Rule 2, I also could not catch any more after I've caught these six until after the Elite Four. Because of these rules, I usually refrain from catching any Pokemon until later. I didn't catch my second Pokemon until I reached Nacreen City. It was a female Blitzel. Okay, um... So they're doing some sort of uh, Nuzlocke deal. It's pseudo-Nuzlocke. Um, yeah, they're they're imposing their own specific rules, which I guess is what Nuzlocke is essentially. Yeah. I mean, I mean when you've, I mean when you've played Pokemon for like thirty years, you got to do something <laughs> to keep it fresh. I t- I personally like imposing my own rules on Pokemon. I always have a like a thing where um, I will maintain parties even if they're not like good meta parties, even beyond games, and then I would port them from previous Pokemon games up to the next generation, and then have them fight uh, that Elite Four just to see how they would do. Um, See, my my rule when is... When you've been playing a game for 30 years, that's only been around for 20. <laughs> time is hard. <laughs> well, uh, Cleric of Madness is from the future. He's a time traveler. I exist across time and space. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't... I have congratulations on them casting you as the uh, 14th Doctor. Yeah, I could have done better. <laughs> Kind of have a deep voice for being a woman. Well, eh, it's it's a job. So that's what you do from eight to whenever every day. You go out, you save the universe, you come back, and just like, ah, better run this, better run this wiki page with creepy pasta. Basically. <laughs> um. All right, so, uh, but I mean, what do we what do we think so far? I mean, it's not much to be said, but we're kind of getting a um, little bit of a decent setup, just kind of putting things into perspective. It gets to the it gets into it pretty quickly, which is nice. Like in terms of like we're not beating around like the bush talking about like if you I always loved Pokemon and I owned this this and you know that kind of thing. <laughs> so that that's already a plus. It's kind of paint by numbers, but there, it's it's so hard to say anything right now. It, I mean, in terms of um, this coming across as just like a blog of here's something that happened to me. It's doing fine. Hmm. Um. All right, so I think we're back at. I think yeah, it's, it's doing fine. We can uh, we can we can press on. Uh, so yeah, next uh, next paragraph is uh, we're back around to you, Cleric. I finally made it to Pinwheel Forest and managed to beat Team Plasma with Blitzel alone, which was good because she needed some training. After the events with Team Plasma, I decided to remain in the forest before venturing on to the next town because I have the habit of leveling up my team to the nearest tin, mostly because I loved having the upper hand in the next gym battle. While there, I also thought to have a look around for any items that could be useful. While walking around, I encountered a patch of rustling grass. Uh, Being my first time seeing one since I didn't know what to expect and overall unfamiliar with this generation, and the only information I knew about it being related to N. But I decided to go for it. 
the patch of grass began to move away from me, and I immediately thought, I have to chase after it. Well, it certainly makes catching Pokemon interesting, I guess. I followed it for a minute when I realized I don't really think this is worth it, so I began walking back. I'm not sure exactly what this is referring to, because I don't play a whole lot of Pokemon, really. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm guess. Are there Pokemon that you have to chase through grass? One of the in the newer games they've they've uh, in, they've added that as a thing that sometimes there's rustling grass and if you manage to hit it a, a rarer Pokemon tends to appear. Okay. Um, so I began to walk back to the path. I noticed I wasn't in a familiar part of the forest. It didn't concern me much since I was thinking I could probably find more items this way. That's when my game screen began to shake and large roots came out from behind the trees, blocking my path. Dun dun dun! Dun dun dun! I had thought back to a Pokemon Ranger I had battled while in pursuit of the Plasma Grunt with the Dragonite Skull, mentioning that the forest was alive and that every day something changes. So I had thought, this is what he was talking about. It was a maze that would shift randomly. So I began walking in the other direction to see if I could find another way around. After walking in a straight line for a while, I began to think that this probably wasn't a good idea. I initially read that as Power Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Just then, an exclamation point icon appeared above my character's head, and the screen panned left to a woman in a dark green ball gown, as though she had come from a fancy party. She was facing the opposite direction, and as I approached her, the exclamation icon appeared above her head. She turned around to face my character. Immediately, she said, Oh, well, if it ain't nothing but a child, what are you doing in, uh, this far out in the woods, sugar? Maybe I should do that with a southern accent. Maybe. Oh, well, if it ain't nothing but a child, what are you doing out th- this far in the woods, sugar? Try not to scare anyone, I hope. Um, she waited for my character to respond. When he didn't, she continued to talk. Well, not much of a talker, are you? Well, you should come with me anyway. We'll see if we can't do something about your predicament. Predicament. Is that how you spell predicament? That, that is indeed how you spell predicament. Okay. That, I mean, that, that looks right, right? Now I'm second-guessing right. myself, and I'm an English major. <laughs> she began to lead my character west and into a town called Pinwheel Village. I hadn't noticed it on the town map the last time I checked, and the music was a blues-influenced version of Route 1 from the original Pokemon game. Actually, sounds kind of cool. She continued to lead my character through the town, which was rural-styled. Almost all the houses were made of wood and old-fashioned, the only exception being the stone cottages at at the entrance. As we walked, she began to speak. Pinwheel Village is an old town and was built on a swamp. My family has owned these fertile lands for generations. We also don't get many visitors around here, so I apologize if I seem startled by y'all earlier. So, there's... This is, like, not a bad story. It's just the Pokemon thing doesn't need to be there. You know? Yeah? Well, I mean, this, it could be this any doesn't, I mean, This doesn't need to be taking game. place. It doesn't need to be taking place inside of a video game. It could just be you walking you just... through the woods and met a weird person in a ball gown, and then you could have this... Yeah. Thing happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. 
because as it is now, you're you have a lot of explaining to do as to like even this, how this ends up in the game, you know. Why why is this specific to Pokemon? Well, why well not even just that. Why is this specific to your copy and not other people's copy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the problem that we have with all of these stories. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> we finally stepped stopped in front of a building that had a small sign on the front which I could not read because it was written in that universal gibberish for international cartoons. What? Oh, it's a four kids edit. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> My first assumption that this was some type of herbal shop. The woman then said, This here is our town's Pokemon Center. Feel free to heal up your Pokemon. Then when you're done, come by my mansion and take on my gym challenge. I'll be waiting for y'all, so don't keep me waiting. She then walked north off the screen. Immediately, I pulled out my town map and checked where I was, and sure enough, I was in Pinwheel Village, just west of the Pinwheel Forest, before reaching the coast. Hmm. I wonder what type of Pokemon this uh, our, our Southern Bell trains. Um, weaving bells. Uh, um, I was gonna say that. Victory bells. What if it turns out that her dress, her ball gown, is made out of a victory bell? Ooh. It's just a skinned victory bell. What if? Yeah. She turns upside down and she's actually an, a victory bell mimicking a human, and the human part is just. <laughs> Like what under, if it's like we're talking like an extreme like it flips over and where the dress would end at the feet instead there's a giant toothy mouth there. That's that's so stupid that it's perfect. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch as it happens. The, you, so you're trying to make me jealous with what is clearly three boys inside of a trench coat here to order <laughs> drinks at a bar. Um <laughs> I then made my way into the Pokemon Center, but everything in there was totally different compared to the last Pokemon Center I was in. First off, there was no upstairs for communicating with other players. No PC, no Pokemart. It was cramped looking in there. But the nurse at the end of the hall, along with what appeared to be a small pinkish Pokemon, I remind you... I know nothing about this generation, so I still don't know certain Pokemon names. We're the only ones in there. I approached the desk and talked to the nurse. Instead of the regular greeting, she simply said, Welcome, y'all look tired. Why don't you have a quick lie down? Then my screen, uh, when my screen came to, I exited and made my way to the gym. I noticed that all the houses were locked and the only person out was standing facing his purloin. When I pressed A on him, he said, They're busy playing. Maybe it's best we don't disturb them. Uh, Okay, so that's just the game saying that. Not So there was no need for a southern accent there. He said, well, what if... No, the game has a southern accent. Yes. The the entire game has a southern accent. This this uh, This is a deep south version of Pokemon Black. A separate localization team. Yeah, this, po- it's not it's not haunted. It's just southern. Pokemon Song of the South edition. <laughs> oh, well, it is. Uh, oh God, it is Pokemon Black. It is. It really is. 
one 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 thing I gotta point out is he says I don't I remind you I know nothing of this generation so I don't know certain Pokemon names and then immediately is like and that's a purloin. Well, certain yeah. ones. Yeah, certain. I, ones. I think that's. I think that's fine. Yeah. But I, I am I am reading back now. There's no way to communicate with other players. There's no PC and there's no Pokemon. So we're not able to have Pokemon Black and Pokemon White communicating. <laughs> it is almost as if Pokemon Black and Pokemon White are segregated. <laughs> Pokemon Segregation Edition. I gotta keep all the black exclusive Pokemon in the black copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I do declare I, I do de- the vapors. <laughs> Victory Bell used the vapors. Oh, it's super <laughs> effective. I did not uh, I did not see you on account of my back was toyed. At first I saw nothing but fenced in wheat on both the left and right side of my screen. At least it's not <laughs> at least it's not cotton. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. I just read ahead a little bit. <laughs> The walkway was about three spaces wide, and I had passed by an open gate earlier, so I assumed I had entered the plant. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> it's no. A, it is. <laughs> How did we predict this? Okay, hang on. Hold on. It, it can't be. We can't it's have the low-hanging it. fruit. We can't have called okay. it that early. No, pl- plantation doesn't necessarily denote oh, no. a, a racist thing. There are plenty of plantations that are perfectly equitable. No, that's that's... <laughs> Upon approaching the gym, the camera began to move behind my character as if I were walking right behind him. So I saw the mansion in total detail. The first thing I noticed was it was a huge mansion. Next... uh, Quick! Head for that house! No! The mansion! No! The big mansion! No! The scary mansion! Yeah, that's the one. Next... (laughs) Next I noticed a large amount of vegetation growing on it, which included vines, roots, some of the other ones that blocked my path earlier... An extremely large tree bursting out of the roof of the complex. Multiple branches poked out of windows and balconies. I knew that I, I knew that the view that was going to be grass I knew from the view that this was going to be a grass gym, and since I had no fire types, the best option was using Blitzel, seeing as Chip, who was a duot now, was a water type. I thought she stood a better chance. Uh I'm I know this generation. I need to remind myself what a Blitzel is. It's the horse thing. Is that the little? It's the little electric horse. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the zebra. Named Sakura. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Entering the gym, I was greeted by the music of any normal gym, but the man near the statues who was supposed to give me advice was not there. This was strange, but I thought nothing of it since I really didn't need any advice for this gym. As I looked around the rest of the room, I noticed the building on the inside looked just as destroyed as on the outside. Roots were digging into the floor, vines were spreading on the wall, and shrubs grew from cracks in the walls. As I walked forward, the the floor was covered in the same roots as earlier, and just as I was about to take my first step onto them, the screen began to shake and they opened up, leaving a giant, gaping hole in the floor and a set of stairs. A trainer climbs up and says, Well, it's been a while since we had a challenger. I promised to make it worth the trip. When the battle sequence started, the trainer's sprite looked a lot like a mature version of the male character from Sinnoh when he wears his tuxedo. His trainer class was a ballroom dancer, Stanley. 
The trainer had a deerling and a pansage, which were both taken out by Blitzel's stop attack. Okay. So this this is uh, starting to remind me of The Shining now. <laughs> <laughs> the Overlook Gym is, uh, you know, not that difficult <laughs> if you know how to deal with the twins. You have to double battle them. All work and no play rough makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> After the battle, the trainer says, if you want to get our gym leader, you're going to have to battle all of us in the ballroom. Every time you beat one of us, a new root at the end of the room grows out, extending the bridge a little more. Just as he had finished the sentence, the screen panned north and began to shake. I saw the root come patching up the bottom bit of the gap in the floor at the end of the room. Seeing as the opponents weren't very tough, I decided that in the next battle, I would use Tito to gain some experience. Who's Tito? Who's Tito? Did that get established Who's earlier? Tito? Who's Tito, you might ask? Well, <laughs> um, remember Rocket Power? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Jackson 5. That's what I was thinking of. No, maybe he was just, like, giving his Pokemon Tito's vodka. Ah, Okay. Getting his Pokemon drunk, that way they don't feel as much pain. I don't know. The next trainer I came across was wearing a Tito Taster shirt. That was really weird. <laughs> the next set of roots came up just as the last time uh, the, sc- the screen shook and the roots moved, revealing another trainer. This time it, it was a young female dressed in a yellow ball gown. May I have this dance? Her, her name was Ballroom Dancer Jessica. Her sprite was a young brunette around the age of 10 or 11 in a big yellow dress. She had both a deerling and a snivy around level 16. As before, her Pokemon were fairly weak, so it was an easy experience for Chip. By now, Chip was level 20 and Blitzel was level 17. The battle ended and she ends with, Was I being polite? The bridge then grows a bit more. Okay, getting a lot of details. Yeah. Hmm. This... Like, the, the premise... But this is a normal Pokemon game, and maybe this might they'll, they'll come up with some sort of explanation. Is just fucking the story because this is I don't know. I mean, I'm engaged. I care. I care about what's going on. If I was reading this far, I would keep reading to figure out what happens if we weren't doing this for the show. But the premise that this is a Pokemon game is just nonsense because nothing weird or creepy has happened yet it's just slightly disconcerting yeah it's just i have a game that has a thing in it that wasn't maybe in other games that doesn't seem particularly horrifying yet no it's just seems a little weird yeah i mean i I don't think it's bad i definitely don't think it's bad i just uh, i'm still i'm just waiting for something to happen yeah now what I expected to be the final trainer was left, seeing as the bridge had one root remaining. I approached the next set of roots, as before the screen shook and the roots spread, only this time revealing a pair of trainers, a male and a female. The man wore a dark green vest, and the woman wore a black dress. The text box then appeared. Jack, we are the best dancers in this room, so don't expect us to let up so easy. <laughs> expect us to let up easily, Diane. To get to Samantha, you'll have to do better than that. (laughs) That was not bad. (laughs) Thank you. I am Southern. (laughs) 
The battle then started. Their sprites were very dark, almost Hispanic. Oh, God. Both were dark-haired and were making that classic tango pose with both hands pointed to, pointed to their character. Tango couple Jack and Diane would like to battle, the text box said. Hispanic, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, I think what they mean by that is kind of like... Almost like a uh, Gomez Adams kind of feel, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I think that's kind of what they're getting at. Like um, Raul Julia. I'm try. I'm tr- I'm struggling to think of like another ex- a, a good example of that archetype, but I think that they're trying to hit on a certain archetype of character, of like sexy Latin dance tango couple. Sexy Latin dance tango couple. Are you, do- are, are you trying to do that to the uh, cadence of German Shepherd Hitler dog? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> doo da, uh, <laughs> German Shepherd Hitler dog, doo da, doo da. German Shepherd Hitler dog. And I'm going to end that there before I say something I regret. They had three Pokemon instead of the normal two that the other traders had. The first two were Simisage and Maracas. They had Maracas. (laughs) I hadn't even seen a Maracas yet, so I was a bit excited about it. But not as excited as I was going to be when I found out what was next. They hit me with Chip Razor's shell and Blitzel's... um, They were hit with my Chip Razor's shell and Blitzel's stomp. Of course... The Simisage survived the stomp without even a dent, but ma- uh, Maracas had gone down in one hit. <laughs> the next Pokemon to appear was a Pokemon called Hollow Seed, which I had never seen, never even heard of. Its cry was the sound of rustling leaves and two wooden objects hitting one another. So two wooden objects hitting one another. Yeah, Maracas. Uh, it- <laughs> It looked like a walnut halfway pried open enough to reveal two red eyes, similar to Kabuto, in the dark hollow space inside the shell. In its animation, it rocked back and forth for a bit, stomped, then its eyes moved left and right inside the shell as though it was looking around. As though looking around. Then the animation repeated itself. So we're getting into some interesting details now, and I'm getting the feeling that Hollow Seed might not actually be a Pokemon. Hollow Seed is not actually a Pokemon. I can confirm that. Okay, so that's kind of cool that yeah. they're coming up with this original Pokemon. I, I like the way that they describe it. Yeah, I, I like the when when the cry was described as a rustling leaves and two wooden objects hitting each other. You know how like in a lot of like there's if. What, what, there's that thing that pours water you see in a lot of traditional Japanese gardens, and when it lands, it makes that gunk noise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, the traditional Japanese gonker. It's a gonker. Gonk. Like a tra- traditional Japanese gonk droid, like in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, assuming that it was just a Pokemon I would encounter later in the wild, I attacked. This time I used Stomp on Hollow Seed and Rage's Shell on Simisage. Simisage went down no problem, but the Hollow Seed didn't take a hit. It had no effect, so it must have been a ghost type. I thought to myself, ghost grass Pokemon? That's a first. At least it's something new, right? Funny that this this was written in uh, 2012, right? Yes. Or it was posted, at least. Um, yeah, we have ghost grass types now, so <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, 
Um, the Pokemon then attacked with Bullet Seed. The next turn, I KO'd it with Razor Shell before it could attack again. The match ended and the text box appeared. Jack, it takes two to tango, doesn't it? Diane, yet you still beat, up by, beat us by yourself. The final route then shot out of the wall, completing the bridge and allowing me to cross over to the gym leader. So, uh, Hollow, Hollow Seed uses Bullet Seed. I'm starting to think that Hollow Seed is part of Bullet Club. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we need to go back and really discuss this, like, whole Hollow Seed stuff, because it's kind of just, it's kind of thrown in there in the middle of just, like, mundane stuff of, like, I was playing the game, and this happened, and that happened, and this Pokemon showed up. So I really like the perspective of, like, I didn't know anything was out of the ordinary. Yeah, um, I'm definitely getting that, and uh, I think that's actually pretty cool. And I think the way that they're describing Hollow Seed is so unique to what they always do in these stories, where it's um, just over-the-top ghost-type Pokemon that, you know, this was Murder Fist. Murder Fist is a cancelled Pokemon. Death it's, Murder Fist is it, a cancelled Pokemon. It was buried alive. Hollow Seed. White yeah. Hand was the Pokemon. Oh, God. God, please. Ugh. But um, this actually, yeah, no, this feels like it could fit into the game, and which is why it doesn't seem out of the ordinary. Like, the way that they go into detail describing Holoseed, I'm like, yeah, that just sounds like a Pokemon to me, like a Pokemon that could feasibly exist, you know? Yeah. And the way they describe the, the sounds and everything kind of reminds me of, like, what you would... Ex- kind of the sound design that you hear from... Zelda games, mm-hmm. they're kind of... What's the name of that stupid seed thing that I hate from Breath of the Wild? Uh, oh, God, the little Koroks. Yeah, like... Yeah, the, the, yeah, the sound that they make <laughs> and everything. It kind of, like I was kind of imagining that as its cry. Gonk. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the sound of me dropping the rock on their head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did mention maracas quite a bit, so you have Koroks on the brain. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> More like Korakas. Oh. Oh. I'm starting this new genre of music. It's called Maraca Core. It's electronic music, but with Maracas. I'm starting Maraca Wave. <laughs> Maraca <laughs> Man, keep an eye out for Cleric of Madness's sick uh, Morocco Wave album dropping uh, later this year. Yeah, between now and uh, hopefully never. For the first time in never. Yeah, yeah. It's your turn. She was standing. Sorry. Yeah, she. You're good. She was standing at the base of the tall tree's shadow with a beam of sunlight, almost like a spotlight casting out from between the leaves on its colossal branches. I approached the gym leader and pressed A. You know, I just realized I never properly introduced myself. I'm Samantha, the owner of this plantation. And what do they call you? Santi. Now that's a mighty powerful name. Well now, child, y'all kept me waiting long enough. It's my turn to dance with y'all, so don't hold back and give me all you got. Pedal faster, hear banjos. So I need to keep reminding people that this doesn't make any goddamn sense, because why is this the only instance of this? But 
this is fully consistent with Pokemon writing. This mm-hmm. is how they write their characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, like, beat for beat how every Pokemon game's dialogue has gone down. Yep. So, yeah. kudos. Um, also, uh, god rays are kind of like a big thing in video games. If you need to let people know where they're supposed to be going, put a spotlight there. Big-ass spotlight, then they'll know where to go. Mm-hmm. So like the- those battles... What's up? Oh, I was going to say, it's like the concept of the weenie that they use in amusement parks. I should have mentioned that when we were at Disneyland, but you know how they they put the castle at the end of Main Street and it really stands out? Yeah. It's the, they, they, call it, they call a concept like that the weenie. So, like, uh, this big house in the middle of this swamp town is, is the weenie for the area. It's what draws your eye and it's what draws you toward it and pulls you toward other things to do. So there's several of those. Anyway, just... Yeah. They're just. Yep. But that's just a... Theory. A game theory. Please don't say that. Yeah, uh, Samantha's battle sprite had much more elegance than that of her overworld sprite. She was blonde and wore her hair in a bun with a white and purple flower on the side of her head and two streaks of hair running down both sides of her face. Hot. She had a... Yeah. <laughs> it's working for me. Uh, she had a beauty mark on her left cheek and had light green eyes. Hot. She wore she wore long gloves going halfway up her bicep. Her dress sleeves uh, dress sleeveless and starting from the top of her neck and slim fit until the waist. There it spread out into a beautiful cascade of green and yellow dotted with light green flowers, thickened to a light green mist towards the bottom of her dress. Wow, this, like, they're, they're on point with the description. This, again, the character design sounds like something you would actually see in a Pokemon game. I approve. Yeah, I mean, if you if you told me this is something that happens in Pokemon, I'd be, you know, playing a couple of them, and I'd be like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. This Also, if I met her, she'd probably be my new Pokemon waifu. Yeah, I'm I'm down with Samantha. Her first Pokemon was a Hollow Seed. Mine was Chip. As my first attack, I chose Razor Shell and took care of her Pokemon without hesitation. The next Pokemon was another Hollow Seed, so I decided to use Blitzel this time because she lacked experience. For the first attack, I couldn't use Stomp, so I decided to use Charge and then attack with Shockwave. Hollow Seed used Vine Whip, which took out a quarter of Blitzel's health. The next time I attacked and KO'd it, Blitzel leveled up to 18, learning the move Flame Charge, which was perfect for the situation I was in. It's kind of funny just how much of a non-event this Hollow Seed thing is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're not trying to build it up as like, and it decimated all my Pokemon. It's just like, yeah, I, I fucking decimated that first Hollow Seed, and this one is kind of a challenge. Its eyes were hyper-realistically bloody. Wow. The next Pokemon was called Swampress. Its cry was almost the same as Hollow Seeds, except the rustling was replaced with a more scraping sound, and the wood taps were replaced with a small drum beat, like a heartbeat. When I first saw it, the attributes that stood out to me were the same red eyes as Hollow Seed, of course, giving me the idea that this was its evolution. They were at the base of the tree in the shadow of the thick white roots, which were spiraling upwards, merging into a solid trunk of a tree. 
For its animation, it would grow a few inches, appearing to bounce, but then springing back to its original height. I used Blitzel's flame charge and got it almost down to zero health. Swampress then used Ingrain, but it didn't help seeing as I took it out in the next attack. Hmm. It sounds like they're describing a mangrove, so it fits with the whole swamp thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Samantha's last Pokemon. Or so I thought. The battle ended and the text box appeared. Well, that was one heck of a battle. But don't think y'all... Uh, but don't y'all think it's over. I'm just starting. It's time to I introduce my strongest Pokemon. As she said that, the music intensified and the whole gym began to shake. Roots began to detach from their places in the gym and back through the holes in the ground. Shrubs sank into the wall. Then, as the gym continued to shake, the text box appeared. Seeing y'all this far out in the forest made me suspect something about y'all. But I didn't think y'all would be the strongest challengers to step foot in this gym. I can't let my family's legacy die. So with great angst, I must ask you for a rematch. And I won't take no for an answer. Hmm. The shaking. I have no. I-, I have no idea what's going on just yet. Yeah, me neither. Um, I still don't feel like it's entirely out of character, but I feel like it started. I feel like it has. Hmm. I feel like this is where the scary part's supposed to happen. I'd imagine yeah. so. But uh, hopefully it doesn't. Like it's it's working for me so far. The story, even if it is like we we talked about, paint by numbers, poke pasta. Um. I mean, it, it, it is excelling. It's, it's, it's actually doing everything that... It's actually doing everything right, I think, in terms of what... If you're going to write a story like this. Like, it, it's, it's not... It's not greedy. It's not trying too hard. Um, I'm really hoping it doesn't shit the bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that they find some sort of, like, retcon at the end to explain how this could be a real thing. I would, I would like that. Um, More than anything. Yeah. The shaking began to intensify, and the tree in the background suddenly had a little red orb moving about within its hollow frame, appearing occasionally in the dark gaping holes in the bark. I immediately knew this was the, it was the final evolution of Hollow Seed. It then began to rise out of the ground, revealing two more red eyes in the shadows of its roots. A battle then started, but the sound was much more intense as, a, as if fighting a legendary. Samantha rolled in, saying, All right now, it's time to show me what you really got. She then faded into the background, and the monstrous Pokemon rose from the ground. The only eye visible was the one moving about inside the dark brown bark. The two eyes I saw earlier were reburied into the ground. The sound it made was that of a tree being cut, up, being cut falling, snapping branches, and landing with a loud fud, thud. The screen, only fit in, the screen only fit in everything below the branches. Maybe a reference to how tall it was. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> right, My is character this, is this going to be like a like a Kefka boss fight uh, or the uh, dancing mad whole situation? Like you fight one phase of it and then you move up or down, fight the next phase of it. That that'd be cool. <laughs> it almost it also might explain why it's cut content because it doesn't go totally consistent with Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. 
My character then threw out two Pokeballs. Both Blitzel and Chip came out. Of course, I thought it was strange. I'm only going against one Pokemon, so why would I need both at the same time? It was when the status bars finally slid into view that I realized why. This Pokemon's name was Eternatree, but that wasn't all. Its level was 40, and compared to my team's level, that was a bit high. Make that really high. The strongest Pokemon I got is level 20. I don't stand a chance. In its animation, it would just sit there quietly with its eye moving about uncoordinated as if it were looking around for something. Then suddenly the tree would tilt back at all three eyes, including the now-revealed ones and the tangled mess of roots, would all focus on my screen as if it was looking at me. Then it would repeat. Uh, yeah. Uh, Say what you will, Eternatree is a strong name. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. I do like that. I can I can forego the it was like it was looking at me trope. Yeah. In the face of the fact that we actually have a I again I'm picturing the design of this Pokemon. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, when did uh, what's what's the name of the tree Pokemon? Uh, which tree Pokemon? There's a few. The the Phantom and. Uh, uh, Phantom and tr- Trunky, Trunky, Trunk, Trunk, Donald Trunk. Um, the um, are we talking about the more recent ones, the ones that were actually Ghost Grass? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this design is not inconsistent with those, and also I think cooler sounding. What with this spooky red eye floating to different uh, parts of like different holes in the bark, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah, that's, I mean, th- this is, I think they're describing stuff pretty well. Yeah. Um, it turned a tree when first. It used a move called Sunny Day. I immediately knew what it was trying to do. It was preparing for a solar beam. Electra attacked with a flame charge, but that barely did anything. Tito used Razor Shell, which didn't do much either, but at least lowered its defense. I had better luck this time around, though. It tried to use Shadow Ball, but it missed. The, uh, uh, when um, I then attacked with Flame Charge and Razor Shell again, reducing its health to a little bit less than half. Next round, my ruck, uh, my ruck ran out. My <laughs> luck ran out because I used Shadow Ball on Blitzel. It used Shadow Ball on Blitzel and Kaoder. I was down to just Chip, and I knew I was screwed. But luckily, Razor Shell didn't. Uh, Razor Shell's effects had now taken their toll and lowered its defense enough, to, uh, so it was somewhere in the third quarter of its health. Next round, Eternity Tree was now using Ingrain, and I thought I was done for in the next turn. But just as I thought it was all over, Chip landed a critical hit on Eternity Tree, and I won the match. Haha! I'm kind of surprised it didn't use Solar Beam. It used Sunny yeah. Day, but it never did Solar Beam. That's that's that AI for you. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. In the text box after the match, the text read, "Ellipses." The next scene after the battle, instead of fading into the overworld, was a instead of fading into the overworld was a close up of Samantha. She was looking down with shadows covering her eyes, but tears running down her face. The Eternity was in the background, but back in its dormant state, like before the battle. 
It appeared as if as it appeared as if straight out of the anime, only much more detailed. Samantha looked up, with tears running down her face. She was smiling. As soon as the text box appeared, the song "Sad Song" from the original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game uh, games played, but it sounded different, like it was softer and sadder and slightly more orchestrated. Oh, it's towing the line, but I'm still willing to give it a pass. Yeah, I'm, it's. Ooh. I'm towing the line too. I I really wish they didn't say sounded different. I wish they could have phrased it differently, like. Uh, sad song from the original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon played. It was a softer and sadder, slightly more orchestral version. Like if they didn't say, but it sounded. But it different. but it sounded like yeah. I yeah. agree. She then said, "So I get it now. Not everyone can be the strongest. I think I've known that for some time now, but I was too ashamed to admit it." She then closed her eyes and her. Grin grew larger, looking cheery. Santy, thank you. If it wasn't for you and your Pokemon, I wouldn't have realized that. I owe you an apology. I had a bit of an outburst. I hope you will forgive me. Then in parentheses it says, A, yes or no option appeared. And I chose yes. Oh, you don't know how much that means to me. I wish I could give you a badge for all your hard work, but I honestly don't have one. So instead, I'll leave you with something to remember me by. You'll find it in my room, upstairs in my room. Her expression, her expression then changed to her looking away over her left shoulder. Her smile turned to a slight smirk. So I guess this is goodbye then. I wish I could say we'll meet again. Parentheses. She then, uh looked back down like from the beginning santi when you think all uh all is over never lose sight of the ones you love uh, uh and with that she slowly faded into a white and in, into white and began to drift away as if she were made of white petals and a gentle breeze was blowing her away the now visible and still dormant eternity began to sink into the ground. It unraveled into millions of vines in a stop-motion style, and it slowly slipped into the ground, allowing sunlight to now empty uh, into the now empty mansion. Hmm. Wow. This again toes the line, but this story is showing remarkable restraint so far. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed. I mean, I could, I could again, totally see this happening in a Pokemon game where it's like, oh, you were fighting a ghost all along. I mean, it it's it has happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nothing. Nothing really is totally out of, out of out of whack here. Is th- this might actually be one of the more. Well, okay, I don't want to say too much yet, but so far this might actually be one of the most tonally consistent in terms of what it comes with the yes. game's Pokemon stories I've read in terms of Pokepasta. Agreed. That's shocking. But here's the thing, is it, it's just kind of a fan fiction. Instead of making it a haunted a cartridge game, just make it a fan fiction. Yeah, just write about this gym. Exi- well, I mean, would we have would we have read it, though, if it was just a fan fiction? 
No, but that no. It's it still needs to be what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be like, yeah, I wrote this great novel and I and I put it up on a porn site where they have like a bunch of erotic stories and it's like, well, that's it, it wasn't an erotic story though, but it's like, yeah, but people wouldn't have read it otherwise. It got eyes on it, and it's like, no, because then you're just lying about what it is. Yeah. Um. I've. Hmm. Well, let's let's see what happens. I'm still. We'll see if there's any more. Uh, we'll see if there. If this continues. Wow, I thought shocked and speechless. Game Freak really went out. Of, went all out on this game. That was just awesome. I was now looking at the gym, which seemed decayed as if it had been years since anybody had been there. It had shifted into a darkish brown, as if the building had the life drained out of it. Ooh. Ooh. That's oh man, it's doing so much good stuff. It is. Yeah. The music began to fade. Like, it would stop, but instead it continued faintly. I made my way toward the doorstep on the other side of the gaping hole left by Eternitry. I found myself in a dark room as if it had been inside a cave. The only forms of light were, once again, the beams of sunlight squeezing through the holes in the roof. I then noticed a bed and thought, I could heal my Pokemon while I'm here. I walked over and pressed A, expecting to take a nap. Instead... A text box appeared. There is a notebook on the bed. Would you like to read it? I chose yes. The music increased in volume, and another text box appeared. So maybe uh, this notebook is the reward that Samantha was talking about? Maybe? Probably. Uh, Hey, um, I mean... I'm sure across everybody's mind that Samantha's like, there's a reward upstairs in my bedroom. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was hoping it was a Pokemon. (laughs) You you were hoping it was a Mareep? (laughs) No, I was hoping it was a hollow seed. A Mareep just laid out there in a sexy pose. (laughs) In a sexy Pokeball with lingerie on it. (laughs) Lingerie ball. What what if it was a Mareep dressed up to look like Samantha? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <clears throat> November 6, um, 1861. It's been eight months since I've seen my father. He enlisted in the army to fight in the Civil War. Guys, are we going to shit the bed here? Oh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, no. I've seen those bees go at each other for months now. The black and white dragon uh, shrouded in cloud. I told my mother about it, but when she looked up, they were gone. As if I was getting, as I was getting ready for bed, I could hear them crying out that they no longer wanted to fight. No, it's that's still consistent. Weirdly enough. Well, no, because now it's making references to America and now. Well, in, in, in our universe. Okay, Pokemon has made references to our universe and specific dates. Um, if you go to the Pewter City Museum, there's a space shuttle, and a guy next to it talks about 1969, the moon landing. I bought a color TV just to watch it. Hmm. So, I don't know if this is necessarily the American Civil War. It could just be a Civil War, because... Dog, it's the American... It's dog. <laughs> Don't even play. This is the oh wait 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 hold on because you know what uh, black and white take place in 
uh, the Unova region, and that's basically the Pokemon world's equivalent of America. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think it was New York. Uh, the Weirdly enough, um, X and Y, uh, as uh, it was 3,000 years I waited, is the meme. So who knows when it takes place after the moon landing. <laughs> Good point. Um, I don't know if they've retconned that either. Um, I wonder if, um, like, if you go back and play... I think it's still in the Leaf Green version, because I played that anyway. Um, June 11th, 1862. We haven't received a letter from my father in weeks. Mother waits for him every day outside on the bench under the tree where they would spend their time together. As for my brother, he hasn't spoken to anyone since my father left. I haven't seen the black and white dragon since May, but I could still hear them at night. When I asked my mother, she said that it was nothing, just the wind. Until my father can return home, when the war and the bloodshed stops, and until those beasts stop fighting, I won't give up as long as I can carry his burning spirit. December 20th, 1862. We've just received the news. My mother has locked herself in that in her room since the letter's arrival. And as for my brother, nobody has heard from him since the night he disappeared. When the black dragon flew over our village, nobody saw it but me. And trying to prove it is pointless. As for me, I'll carry the legacy on my shoulders until my brother finds his way home. Mm -hmm. July 20th, 1860. Oh, there's my dog freaking out about something. Um, 1864. My father's birthday is in exactly a month, and we're having a ball in his honor. Everyone will be there, even Jack and Diana, my family's closest friends. Seeing them dance is always the best, and all this may be, uh, and with all this maybe, I'll finally get to see my mother smile again. August 1st, 1864. I saw a Pokemon today, but something about this one was odd, as if it didn't belong here. It looked like it had come from a distant land. It had short white fur. It was on four legs with the body of a hound, black tail, and a black horn that looked like a scythe on the right side of its head. Oh, it's Absol. It then directed its gaze in my Absolutely. direction. <laughs> it then directed its gaze in my direction. Clunky. It had a dark humanoid face and two red shimmering eyes. I felt a warm sensation on my cheeks, as if near a campfire or in front of an oven. The Pokemon then directed itself towards the forest and ran off. It looked into my eyes, almost as if it was trying to tell me something. That's actually kind of a nice uh, in-universe detail. Absol tend to show up supposedly where disasters are about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, the, they, they kind of jack the Mothman thing from... <laughs> from the, I was going to say from the real world. <laughs> they they jagged the Mothman mythos and put it into Absol. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Pokemon steal from urban legends anyway, so... No, that was great. Yeah. August 15th, 1864. Five days until the ball. This morning I woke to the sound of a Pokemon in the yard. When I went outside... I saw a quick figure dash around the side of my house, and as I turned the corner, turned around the corner, it was gone. However, as I returned to the door at the foot of the first step, I found an egg. I didn't see a nest or another Pokemon around, so I decided to take it inside, at least until its mother returns. 
I'll make it a temporary nest until then. August 20th, 1864. The ball is at 8 o'clock tonight, so it's in an hour from, uh, it's in about an hour. This morning, while out in the field, I saw three Pokemon again. The, uh, only their appearance in comparison to the last was completely different. They all moved, they all moved on four legs. One was thick, brown, and strong looking. The other was swift, green, and made no sound as it galloped about. And the third was blue and stood upright with such presence, a dominant figure among the group. It looked at me, and I was overcome with a presence so familiar. I felt a sudden tear run down my face, and then I turned and dis- uh, it, it then turned and disappeared among the trees with the others. They were headed east towards the forest. I thought I saw smoke in the distance, but everyone told me not to worry. Well, I just finished getting ready for the ball. We're supposed to be expecting a very important guest. The book ended there. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the book ended there. <laughs> Way to bookend that. Um, I so those three legendaries were the legendaries from black. The three like dog things from black and also from Pokemon Black and White. Um, I then wondered wandered about the room for anything else of significance. I ended up finding a notch behind the bookcase. My character, after pressing A, reached behind the bookcase and found an egg. He, pla- I, he placed it in my party. After this, I made my way out of the mansion. Everything was burned. It didn't look like as it had looked like as it did before. I never saw anyone on the way out. The music stopped and never returned. It was just silence the whole time, except for the sound of my character bumping into things. <laughs> the field was nothing but dry soil. The wooden houses were piles of charcoal, and the stone houses were nothing but moss-covered rocks. On my way back to the path, nothing made a sound. It was all quiet until I made it back to the familiar path leading to Castelia City. Then the music began to play again. Okay. Now, I wish I could say I still have the egg, and that it hatched into something marvelous. I wish I could say that. Sadly, since I had no idea what I had come upon until the next day, it was too late. The day before, I had turned off the DS because I had grown bored of it at the time and assumed I would just replay it again after my friend swaps out the Pokemon. I was having a conversation with my friend, not the one who gave me the game, about it. I asked him, So, do you have any ideas what's inside the egg that one chick gives you? My friend says, What egg? The the one you get in Pinwheel Village after you defeat the Grass Gem. What are you talking about? The grass chip, after you beat the chick who has all the ghost grass Pokemon. There aren't any ghost grass Pokemon. What about a turn a tree and hollow seed? What the hell are those? The ghost grass Pokemon? Those don't even sound like Pokemon, man. I ended up explaining the whole story to him, but he, he didn't believe me. Said I was full of crap. This whole time I was playing the game, and I thought Game Freak had just hit another jackpot on an, another memorable story. <laughs> the writer's <laughs> jacking themselves off now. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. As soon as I got home, I got on the game and checked the map, and sure enough, the landmark for Pinwheel Village was nowhere on the map. Even the path I took to get there is gone. Ever since then, I've been trying to repeat the whole process again without success. I feel like such an idiot. 
Whatever Samantha had inside that egg was the legacy she left behind. I'm sorry, Samantha. That is a really sad ending. That is a sad ending. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. The story, um, again, showed remarkable restraint. And um, dare I say, for a Pokepasta story, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, same. Yeah, so this person really did predict Trevenant and Gorgeist. That's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> wow. So, uh, Demon wow. Gamer Girl uh, on February nineteenth, two thousand sixteen, comments: "Still cool, even if it, uh, even if not creepy pasta." Uh, that's my feeling. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Mark, yeah, that was that was interesting. It, it was not like any of the other "Oh my God, you're gonna die" things. It's just you know, hey, here's a weird thing that happened, and then crap, I never got to see it to the end. Oops. I think that's almost more fitting of what uh, I mean. It maybe doesn't execute it, but it, it's sticking closer to the guns of what creepypasta used to be, which is like, hey, here's a weird thing that happened to me, and maybe I don't have an explanation for it. You know? Yeah, I agree. It's like a one-off, one-time thing that doesn't make any sense, and uh, yeah, it does have the like, yeah, the ending. The ending is is legit. The ending is legit. I uh, hmm. Uh, Calera on August 10, 2014. It's good, but Jonestly. Jonestly? Jonestly, mishitting that H and hitting a J instead. More of a fan fiction than a creepypasta. Yeah. That's, that's what we're dealing with here. This was. Uh, it really was a, a legit story. Uh, but it. It's such it's such a weird thing because it's it's such bullshit. <laughs> it is such bullshit. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, it is a memorable story. I will say that. Yeah, I'm gonna be like I think again. I I, I agree with your assessment about basically what we're reading is fan fiction, uh, and it could have been presented as fan fiction. Instead, it's framed as a haunted game, or maybe not even a haunted game thing. Like I'm. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what to classify this as because it's not really spooky ghosts. It's just the weird thing that happened. But yeah, but I and and we're we're all I know David and I specifically are fans of weird thing that happened over creepy thing that happened mm-hmm. or 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 blood thing that happened. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean that's kind of why I I'm pleasantly surprised with this story. In general, it may not fit all the criteria. It may. It, it, the thing I, again, I respect is that it also, again, it toes the line on certain tropes, but it never crosses them. And I'm like, thank goodness, because oh yes, like, and it never gives you a complete picture of everything that happened necessarily. I I like that. And it all kind of came down to the egg, and that that was kind of the, like, it, they, this person really did flesh out their own, um little village inside a Pokemon game. Like it feels it, it feels like this person should be in game design, you know? I concur. Um yeah. now, as is the case with a few a few of the things that show up on uh Creepypasta Wiki, um it's hard to say for sure if the person who posted it is the original author or not. I'm gonna assume yes. It's hard to say it's 
a big problem. Um, but it was posted by Not So Crazy After All, January 12, 2012, and was edited by Not So Crazy After All several times, so I think that's a fair, it's fair to say that this story can be credited to that person. And actually, look, the last edit was, was you on April 10th, 2016, to Ooh. get rid of a couple other people's edits. edits. Let's see what that one was. That was... Oh, 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 Let me actually look at that, because it was somebody's fan art that they shoved in there, and I think we deleted it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honeycomb Honeymoon pointed out on October 20, uh, 29th, 2013, I noticed you kept changing Chip's name to Tito. <laughs> that are Blitzel's name to Tito? Yeah, it's confusing. That was confusing. Yeah, that could have been polished. I mean, we were even asking, wait, Tito? Who's Tito? When did this happen? I'm confused. Yeah. Huh. Um, what, a, what a surprising little story. Yeah. Um, you know, when when Mitchell when, when Mitchell presented this to us, I, w- I had no idea what to expect. But um, I'm glad he shared it. Uh, Mitchell, again, thank you for sharing this story. It, you were right in saying that you you thought it was a pretty good first-time read. And um, I think the years have actually been kind to this story. So, uh, yeah. Completely flawed premise. But you, like once you let go of the fact that it's a retarded, flawed premise, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, having read squintillions of these uh, it's one of the better it's one of the better pokemon pastas i've seen um it definitely um and i i mean i i, I there's a there's a few out there that i've been like oh that, that's a cute premise but i always feel like there's something about them that just doesn't make them work and this one yeah i i think for what it what it was trying to do even if it wasn't trying even if it didn't succeed in some ways it worked in others so uh Pinwheel Village. Uh, let's give it our freshness ratings. I will give it a. Um, I will give it a um, Samantha out of reward in the bedroom. I will give it a chip out of Tito. <laughs> I will give it three shaved Marys out of five. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. I'm actually kind of I, like it may not be our funniest episode, but I'm really, uh, I'm really digging it. I really, I always appreciate it when we, when we get something unexpected like this. So, and it was great to have uh, have you here for this, uh, Cleric. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm, it's the pleasure's all mine. Um, and obviously, if people want to find the stuff you do, uh, they can find it on some of it on Creepypasta creepypasta wiki but um is there anything else you'd like to plug while you're here um i'm actually about to start my own youtube narration channel because you know as i've seen there's a lot of people going you uh you know read other people's stuff and i was like but i have a mountain of stuff i'm a, i have already written and an even bigger mountain of stuff i'm about to write and so uh i'm about to have a youtube channel where i narrate my own stuff just ah. cutting out the middleman Fantastic. What a novel concept. Writing your <laughs> <Right>. own stuff. <laughs> exactly. And then reading it. Wow. Wow. It's made. 
so that's yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Yep. To a degree, it's what I'm going to start doing when uh, Midnight Marinera returns in um, uh, October. I will say this much right now for anybody who has listened to Midnight Marinera before or plans on listening to it in the future. I want to start shifting and showcasing more original content, uh, not just, you know, a- adapting creepypasta that I find enjoyable or bits of classic literature, but shifting the focus more toward uh, original stories as time goes on. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think that'll be that'll be a lot. More, it'll make the the whole thing a lot more fun. Ten thousand and five hundred pages and nothing worth adapting. Right. Burn <laughs> it all down and start over. <laughs> like Pinwheel Village. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've learned how Pinwheel Village uh, originated because our time traveler cleric of madness went back and burned it all down before the Oops. Civil War. Y'all come back now, you hear? I'll throw out a plug for um, Huntmaster. I just posted a story called Huntmaster. Yep. Yep. And I just posted a story called Huntmaster. You just posted a story called Huntmaster. Yep. Yep. It's about Jägermeister. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo? Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.